0: Mentally yours from Ellen and Yvette, oh, focus on your mental
1: health, you surely won't regret it. it's mentally, 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 mentally yours. mentally yours, mentally yours, mentally yours. Hello everyone, and welcome to mentally yours, metro.co.uk's weekly mental health
0: podcast. I'm Yvette. And I'm Ellen, and this week we're talking to George David Hodgson about OCD, anxiety and starting a clothing line inspired by mental health. Yeah, it's fantastic. He's set up Maison de Shoe, which is
1: a really great clothing brand, um, but it's also raising awareness about mental health and a percentage of the profits um, go to a mental health charity. But before that, last week we were chatting to Hussein Manuel, who is a really um, fantastic fascinating guy
2: I couldn't really tell somebody something that wasn't true so I had to speak up Mm. I didn't really have a choice and where I'm a poet a lot of that was echoing through my work so people just put two and two together Yeah. and for me it just became like a lot easier to just express myself like that
0: George hasn't gone to space and he doesn't do poetry but he does other creative stuff he does some great things um, including setting up an amazing fashion line
2: Maison's Tube designs, like I've like are uh, about mental health, but they aren't a triggering design. So someone isn't a walking billboard for mental health. They aren't walking around with like anxiety, depression on a T-shirt. Um, all the designs we create, they all have a story and they're all very subtle. So you'll have a faces T-shirt or the tear T-shirt, which is just a very small graphic motif um, with a splash of color. Um, and each of them has a, an individual story, but they aren't sort of triggering and they won't make the person feel like they're being seen as they suffer from a mental illness, if that makes sense. Um, but they open a conversation. So if someone sees the design and they think, oh, what does that mean? They can then explain the T-shirt and explain where the brand came from. Because, um, you know, Maison The Cheap is the fashion brand with mental health course at its heart. So it's all about spreading awareness and positivity for mental health through the way of fashion.
1: Um, you also give a percentage of your proceeds to a charity. Yes. Um, which one's that?
2: So we give 25% of proceeds to Young Minds Charity, um, helping young people. That's because when I was suffering, I was only 16 and I didn't get the help I needed, but I could afford to go privately. There are so many young people that aren't in the fortunate position to go privately. So I wanted to give back to a charity that helps those young people that I could have been.
1: Do you mind telling us a bit more about um, the things that you went through yourself when you were younger?
2: My story's quite a long one. I'd always had anxiety even as a young person, I remember having extra support at home because I was so hyperactive, still very hyperactive today, but and she was teaching me breathing sort of techniques to calm down. But when I went to school, it sort of dissipated because I had you know lots of friends, I was busy all the time. But then after leaving school, completing my GCSEs, I went to a festival with some friends and took MDMA. I didn't really enjoy the experience, it wasn't really my thing, and MDMA is... Probably the worst drug and anxiety suffer can take because it like it's like ecstasy um and it just heightens all the sensations very close to those of a panic attack um and about three weeks after doing that, I was tidying the horses in the field and I started to feel really hot, very similar to those symptoms of of the m d m a you know panic attack um, sweating, heart palpitations, and I was actually suffering from a panic attack, so I run inside and tell my parents everything um and then it spiraled, and I started having a panic attack every day uh, until it became apparent that I needed help. Um, so we went to CAMS and went to the GP to see what could be done. By the time I went to CAMS, my condition had like deteriorated quite significantly, and I was washing my hands 50 times a day, going through a whole bottle of soap a day because I thought anything I touched had traces of drugs on it. So I couldn't touch anything. I, then I developed OCD because I couldn't touch my like TV controller because I'd have to wash my hands again. So I thought if I don't go out, I won't have to touch anything and then I won't have a panic attack. So my world shrunk to sort of my bedroom. And then I started having intrusive suicidal thoughts. Um, and it and it all spun from taking the drugs and became like a drug paranoia. And then the panic attacks and the OCD came off of that. And it became sort of consuming.
0: Was that the only time you'd done kind of drug self was like your first and last experience with that
2: I did them at the festival which is where I didn't it didn't really do much for me then I took them again at a party and thought maybe that was just that one time but again I didn't really enjoy it and then I think it was a culmination of those two Um, every time I had a panic attack I thought it was back in my system and it was really difficult to get that thought out of my head it was sort of um, there was no rational thinking after the deep when I was deep in anxiety I would go, go from one to extreme very quickly. You know, I thought if I had a headache, I had a brain tumour or something like that. Um, And this was in everything, you know, they couldn't just simply be it was baking powder on the table. It was cocaine or MDMA or something like that. And that was sort of consuming.
0: Was that because you were kind of scared you'd accidentally ingest it and then the same thing would happen? Exactly.
2: So anything I touched, if I was sort of here or at a pub or something, and I touched a door handle thoughts through my head might would sort of they'd be psychosis almost like and I think someone might have taken cocaine they left the residue on the hand it's gone into my system through the hands I've touched my mouth that's that's why I'm having these sensations but it was just a panic attack and I was like working myself into a severe panic attack because of that
1: what happened to your social life at that time but also since then so have you found that other people in your social group and your age have been able to talk about this sort of thing or did you find it quite difficult
2: At the time, I had a good friends group. um, And when I got ill, they came and saw me at home regularly. When I started to get worse, they sort of didn't. And I cut them off completely. Um, As I started to get better, though, I went back and saw them. But it. It wasn't what I expected. This is sort of two years down the line. They were still going out and getting drunk. And I thought, this is what I was doing two years ago. Why are they still doing this? And I wanted to prosper and and do something with myself. Um, So I completely cut off all those friends and didn't really have a friends group. So I had to rebuild my whole friends group, which I've done, you know, and I now have... I'd say stronger friends, um, more close friends. I don't see them every day. but When I do see them, it's great because we sort of catch up and it feels like we saw each other yesterday. Um, and they're also sort of professional friends, people I can talk to about proper stuff. Um, and I have the friends that are creative and the, f- the friends that are mental health sufferers themselves. And together we talk about our mental health um, quite openly. But there are a few people that are sort of quite closed off about it as well.
1: In terms of your designs, I mean, how do you go about coming up with them just sort of from scratch
2: the process of coming up with them is i sometimes use inspiration from my old drawings but i also draw inspiration from positivity um, and and creating a powerful strong message so that the latest collection which is the warrior collection that's all about empowerment positivity strong, sharing a message that we are stronger than our mental health um, and you can live a normal life so with the warrior not warrior massive um, motif what i wanted to create something that shows that we're strong and creating it in a bold way that people can see it you know because if you had it small it wouldn't be very warrior like so it's creating that bold message um but still necessarily doesn't mean it's meant about mental health
0: Mm. are you saying warrior not warrior yes cool (laughs) (laughs) it's so similar it's like just have to clarify yes yes the other way around yeah
2: that's quite common and especially when i'm typing i have to be very careful not to type (laughs) yeah yeah
0: How has it helped you kind of putting those feelings into designs and into clothing?
2: The brand was actually my project when I was ill, because obviously I I didn't go to college because I had to leave because I was so ill and I didn't have a job. So this brand became my project and it really helped me as a creative outlet to express myself um, of what I was going through and distract myself from what I was thinking in my head, because, you know, I had so many thoughts going through it. I needed something to distract myself. And this became that distraction. And as it started to get, you know, bigger and and better and more time consuming, my thoughts just sort of dissipated and went away. And my therapist and psychiatrist said, no, keep doing it. It's really helping you. Just keep doing it. And they wanted to know the progress of doing it all the time, which was, was great help. And still is, you know, it's a great way of expressing how I'm feeling. And it opens a conversation for myself when people say, so what are you doing? And I can talk about the brand and talk about mental health.
1: As well as your work, which obviously sounds very therapeutic in itself. Um, what have you found that's helped you move away from the anxiety and OCD?
2: Talking. I think talking is a huge thing in my recovery. Um, With my CBT therapist, um, we used to be in that room talking about how I was feeling that day. As I started to get better, we just sort of walked, it was on an estate, we just sort of walked the grounds of this estate on a sunny day, just talking about how I felt that day. And I realized I felt sort of really positive after that experience. And then... From that, I thought, if I can just talk about how I'm feeling and I feel better, I'm going to do it more and more. So I I sort of think talking about how one feels is a huge therapy in itself, essentially. And that's why I do it now. And I give speeches to encourage students and young people to just talk about how they're feeling, because there's nothing to be ashamed of. And we should all talk about it.
0: Did you find kind of talking therapy instantly helpful? or Was it a bit of a struggle to get into it at first?
2: I think it, yeah, I think at first it was, you know, it was a bit of a, is this going to work really yeah. type thing? Because um, CBT therapy, which I had is is a classic, does it really work? Um, but for me, it did, because you, you have to put in the homework, um, which I think when someone's suffering, is not appealing at all. But I did put in the homework, and then the homework went, and I just started talking. And it took a you know it took a long time it took a year and a half through that therapy to get better but it did help eventually and I recognized that and it's when I recognized that it was helping me I accepted it as help and just carried on with it see how it, see where it take me.
0: What kind of homework or like challenges did you have to do?
2: So I got it so my psychiatrist and my CBT therapist gave me homework um, there's no escape from homework apparently um, so I had like a graph and I had to write down a thought that went into my head so i thought okay drug traces on table then i had to put a rational thought like what are the chances of there actually being drugs on the table then write like how i tackled it and writing down the chances um, and just putting on paper and seeing what like my my brain was processing made it like really is that like is that serious um so writing down your thoughts and what you're going through putting them on paper um, and explaining to yourself like what you're going through and feeling that day and finding positives and negatives in each thing happening in a day. It
1: can be bizarre, can't it? Like the kind of things that your mind sort of comes yeah. up with. And unless you actually question them and like you say, writing down, write them down, it does really help.
2: Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. Um, the rational thinking from the CBT therapy was a major step in my recovery. I think because when I... You know, we all do. We Google our symptoms and we immediately go to a terminal illness when you have, like, a cough or something. And it's thinking rationally and essentially calmly about what the chances are of that actually being the case. Um, And you have to sort of step-by-step process and think about it. And when I could do that and when I had the sort of coping mechanisms in place to do it, it sort of really helped. In every situation, you know, I'd go to a party, my anxiety would try telling me, what if someone there laughs at you? What if you know someone? What if you spill a drink? And then you think what are the chances of that actually happening? It hasn't happened yet. So why are you worrying about it? And I think with anxiety, you're always living in the future or the past. You're never really here. Because when I was ill, I was always thinking about what was going to happen before it even happened. And something that happened in the past, you know, I made a mistake, but it's in the past. I mean, there's never really in the present. Um, and it's getting out of that mindset as well.
0: How do you cope with you know, you're young. You're going out, and it's possible that you might come into contact with drugs, or maybe your friends or someone you know is doing it. How do you deal with that?
2: So that's an interesting question. I have actually experienced that, and mm. I've been in a room when people have been doing drugs, um, and I've I've had a few drinks myself, but I'm kind of strong enough, and I'm it's not me. Mm. It's just not something I'm interested in. I'll have a couple of drinks at a party, but I'm just not interested in drugs, and mm. I know I'm not. But my anxiety tries telling me, you know what if you do it? What if you do it? What are the consequences? But I know I won't do it because I I sort of believe in myself and have faith in myself. And if I can do it once, I can do it again and again. So it does make me a bit weird the next day. I think, yeah, sure. oh, my God, that was a close shave. But then I think, but you didn't do it. And, you know, we've moved on from that.
0: Yeah, because I think a lot of people have kind of phobias associated with their OCD and mm. actually coming face to face with it is yeah. such a challenge.
2: It is. It is indeed. And especially... One of the, the hardest hurdles was drugs. They're sort of rife, <laughs> yeah. they're everywhere. And that was one of the hardest things this, my therapist was getting me over, the fact that anywhere I go, there's gonna be drugs in some form of life in that aspect. Um, so it was, it was recognizing that. and But I didn't have to be around those people that did them and I didn't have to come into contact with them necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was getting over the hurdle of accepting that it is here, it is here to stay. And they, they've been around for years. Um, but you don't have to do them and you don't have to be around people that do do them.
1: Uh, going back back to your clothing range, yes. Um, can you tell us a bit about the, well, the clothes that you have and also what's next?
2: So the clothes we have at the moment, they're all obviously based around mental health. What's next for the brand is we're looking at doing collaborations and we're already on working on a few with people that suffer themselves to, to express themselves um, through the brand um, and encouraging those people to use it as a creative outlet. Um, so we're doing that. We're looking to continue, obviously, to work with young minds. And I've recently become an ambassador for another charity called the Sure Mind Foundation. Um, so I'm doing that as well. And just releasing more products, essentially, and keeping the conversation going on mental health, because that's what the brand is about. You know, it's not about being the next coolest streetwear brand like Hype or something. It's about being a brand that's spreading a message for mental health that people love wearing, feel good about wearing, and, you know, can create a conversation from. Um, So that's essentially Maison on the Tube in a nutshell and seeing where it takes me.
0: So with your T-shirts, they're obviously T-shirts and other products. They're obviously a lot more subtle than a lot of the other kind of mental health-related products we see that literally do have OCD on the front or anxiety. What do you think about having mental health kind of proclaimed from your t-shirt in that public of a way is that helpful is it putting people at risk in any way
2: i don't think it's helpful at all i think it's giving someone a sort of label who mm. wants to wear a, a label you know i wouldn't wear a t-shirt walking around saying anxiety it's so, because it it doesn't destigmatize it at all it makes it trendy with all these high street fashion brands jumping on and putting anxiety on a jumper the message of what a mental health problem is is getting lost in translation. Like, it's going to become such a common word when we say anxiety, people are going to be like, what does that actually mean anymore? Mm. Um, So I think putting on a T-shirt or anything is brand damaging to mental health itself. Mm. That's why, you know, with the designs I create, I'm not exactly... You'd have no idea the, the brand was about mental health from the designs. Mm. As soon as someone talks about it or says the name, then you think, oh, that's the brand about mental health, which is essentially what we're trying to do, create sort of the brand synonymous with mental health and encouraging positivity. Um, so I think people putting those words on designs, sort of T-shirts, on clothing is damaging mm-hmm. mental health and damaging for the people who really suffer from mental illness. Because if someone's wearing it and they don't suffer at all, the person that is suffering is sort of lost and feeling
0: worse. With yours, it's more about, it's still a private thing.
2: Mm.
0: It's not proclaiming it to everyone. So you get to choose who knows your personal experiences, which is quite powerful. Do you think it would be helpful, though, to have kind of, let's say if your OCD was centred around, um, like mine is, um, house fires and stuff like that. If I had a badge that said, I have a plastic compositor order, one of my triggers is candles. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that could be helpful? Because it's similar to like, I'm pregnant, offer me a seat. It could maybe make you feel a bit more... Oh, Aware. Yeah. Delicate, yeah. Yeah,
2: like an ID card or something. Exactly. It's quite an interesting concept. But would you walk around wearing a product that says, I have OCD, this is my trigger? I don't
0: think it would fit on a badge, no. unfortunately. <laughs> but I think if I was going somewhere where there would be a lot of candles near... Curtains. Mm. It'd be nice to have like a way to explain that, like succinctly. I think yeah. maybe like a card would be good.
2: Portray a message. Yeah. Yeah, but um, maybe a bracelet or a band. That could because because you, you can still you cover could, it. Yeah, exactly. Because people have medical IDs, don't they? Exactly. Or, and you open it out, and it says this person suffers from. So maybe something. Yeah, I think something delicate. Yeah. That isn't so obvious and in people's faces, but that if someone asks, you can say this is, you know, this is real. And same
0: with panic attacks as well, because I think if you have it in front of someone and they've never seen a panic attack mm. before, they don't know what to do if you could literally hand a thing being like here is what yeah. you can do to help
2: yeah that can well, make a
0: huge difference
2: I bought one of these do you as well have one? this is how we send our products in the post,
0: oh. because when
2: I was suffering, I used to use uh, you know, the medical bags you get, they come in like paper yeah. bags, right? I used to use those all the time, um, because I was hyperventilating and it regulated my breathing, so and it just really helps. Um,
0: to explain for everyone listening, they just passed over um, a panic attack like paper bag, like yeah. how you breathe into it, and that's the packaging for the products, which I think is brilliant because that does mean if you're carrying it around, that's mm, a,
2: exactly, and it's just a, it's a it's a subtle reminder of someone suffering from mental health illness, or someone who's looking at someone who's suffering that they, you know, they they do suffer, and it's not to be forgotten.
0: So I was looking through our Facebook recently, mentally yours. That's our Facebook group, mm-hmm. and people were chatting a lot about Thirteen Reasons Why, which yep. came out a while ago, actually. Yeah, uh, the definitely, Netflix. Yeah, Netflix show, all about kind of mental health issues, but also bullying and uh, slut shaming and consent. Um, and sexual abuse. And sexual abuse, of course. And when it originally came out, there was a lot of kind of, not drama, but some backlash around it. Yeah. Um, and that's still ongoing, like when people are watching it now. So I I watched it and it was kind of mixed. Like some parts I thought were brilliant. Mm. Other bits I found really triggering. I didn't like the way that they showed... Um, actual suicide and also depictions of rape mm. was really upsetting. Yeah. What did you think about it? Um well, one of the members of the group was asking um
1: wasn't she whether she should actually watch a certain mm. episode um because that's the thing that I found with them um, with 13 reasons why in general. So the initial episodes it's it's almost like a kind of teen movie like um and I love all that kind of stuff so you know high school drama whatnot. but then it does kind of build and build and build Um, To this episode where, yeah, it's there's there are trigger warnings on it, but still, I found it very graphic. You see her kill herself. And I was quite shocked that they'd actually been allowed to do that, really. Yeah, I thought it was quite irresponsible the way that they did it for so many reasons. I mean, I could just go on and on and on about this. But I mean, the the way that they showed her doing it, the the kind of it was very graphic that mm-hmm. you saw. But at the same time, it was graphic and it wasn't because the thing is, you saw you saw her kill herself, but you didn't really because it was kind of a snapshot of it. And so it almost gave a false, false kind of idea of how easy it would be, yeah. which I thought was incredibly irresponsible. Um, because I mean, as my therapist years ago, when I was going through a lot of things sort of went on at me that actually most suicide attempts you know you you are in a lot of pain for a long time yeah um and i the thing is again i could understand maybe why they wouldn't show all that because that could be even more triggering and that would be horrendous too but i mean you know maybe just don't show it at all or find a way to do it that isn't that graphic that
0: shows that it isn't just a simple thing so this is goodbye
1: If you've been affected by any of the issues we've been chatting about today, please give the Samaritans a call on 116 123 or you can go to the website which is samaritans.org.
0: If you've enjoyed this episode, please do go back and give our other ones a listen. And while you're on iTunes, give us a review. And if you fancy chatting more about mental health, you can come join our Facebook group that we mentioned. It's Mentally Yours. You can also tweet us at MentallyYRS. Thanks very much to George for chatting to us about his clothing line today and to Sam Bonham, our producer, and to Lucy Baker for the jingles. See you next week. Bye.